quitters never give up. Cup of tea, minutia, minutia, I never thought that a man could talk about pugs so much, minutia, all I want to hear in the middle of the podcast is Allie's Birds, minutia, minutia, I never thought that a garbage truck could ever be so loud. What's up, party people? It's Quitters Never Give Up, episode 67, brought to you by Dusty's Den Pet Store. Um, <laughs> we got all the quitters here. We got uh, listener Edwin. What's up, Edwin? We got Jennifer Sunshine. What up, party people? And we got Lindsay from her car. Hello. All right. That was the single greatest and first collaboration by me and Edwin right there doing the Minutia song. That was awesome. <laughs> that was the best. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew putting his voice on it would make it would make it extra special. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Christopher. <laughs> I sent you three mixes and Bean. Well, we'll get to Bean playing playing your jingle. Shall we do the Roundup, or should, should we do the flashback? Um, I don't care. Let's do the flashback. Hey, hey! <laughs> Sorry, bad timing. Yeah. The microphone. I'm I'm saying that ninety percent of people who drink wine can't tell the difference. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. If I'm saying you they act like they can. You don't but like can't. wine. You don't know anything about wine. Just leave it alone. You don't know, so just stop. Can't tell the difference between wines or what? Between, if you serve it in a different glass, it tastes completely different. Well, it what does. kind of BS is that? It's well, you know. I what? know that you've been told it does, but I'm guessing five percent of people can tell the difference. Everybody a, else is like, "Oh yeah, I know." It's a, it's this weird little known thing called science. <laughs> That's what it is, Kevin. I'm not arguing the science. It's a science fact. I'm arguing all of the people who say that they can tell the difference. I think it's BS. That's what I'm arguing. Well, I think it's probably true, science-wise. But, it is true. But all the people go, oh, yes, yes, let me taste the wine before we have dinner. Yes, and everybody turns and looks at them like they're going to ever turn it down because they know, never do. Who are you hanging with? <laughs> well, my Lord friends. Lord Fauntleroy? <laughs> who is all turning at the table and watching someone taste wine? I went to a wine-tasting festival one time. My what, friends, what a waste. My friends drink to get drunk. Right, so right. they're not. So they just drink to drink. But these people, like they, they want everybody to know their taste. They have great taste, and oh yes, it uh, has a lovely bouquet, and it's got the, uh, their whole stupid language. And probably none of them can yeah, tell the difference. Strange but, word, bouquet. No, but it's got legs. It's got bouquet. It's. Got, I mean, it's well, just everything the, has its terminology, Kevin. I know. I mean, when but, you watch basketball, you talk about a layup, or you can say throw ball against board. <laughs> you can call it that too, or you can call it a layup. There's terminology for every. Everything. Right, but what yeah. I'm saying is most people who act like wine experts are wine snobs, and they don't know 
anything about it, and they can't taste the difference. Listen. And they say, oh, oh, we almost served you that in the wrong glass. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that would have made a huge difference. It right, does let me make stop. a let me, difference. No, it doesn't. Not let to me, you. Let me, let me stop you right there. Uh, Ralph had a very reasonable explanation that I had never heard before because I don't know anything about wine. In the office the other day, Ralph, you told us why red wines and white wines are served in different glasses, and it made a lot of sense to me. What was that? Right. Listen, I'm no wine expert, but I do love wine. I enjoy wine, and I enjoy tasting different wines, and we've got a, you know, we've got a, a wine you know, fridge and all that kind of stuff at home. The thing with the glasses is red wines are served in a wider glass because you want to expose as much surface area of the wine to oxygen as possible. Once right. the wine is out of the bottle, the more oxygen it's exposed to changes the nature of the wine. It, sure. it oxidizes. Of it does. That's science. Yes, I know. Oxygen changes things. <laughs> Heather, why don't you believe that? Wine? It makes perfect sense. I do believe that. And that's that. why when you decant a wine, you pour it into a wide-bottom decanter so it can be exposed to air as much as possible. That's why you open a wine before you drink it, an hour before you, you, some, you drink some wines, and let it what they call breathe, which means it interacts with the oxygen because it does affect the taste of the wine. Right. It's science. What are the... Uh, Experts, the sommeliers. Sommeliers. Is yes. that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can tell, I believe. Of course. Yes. Most people can Highly tell trained professionals. Most people can't tell the difference. And then the waiters come up to... And Listen, I, if I, I poured you a glass of red wine right out of the bottle and said, taste this. Yeah. And then we let that wine sit for an hour and you went no back different. and tasted it again, it would taste different to nope. you. It would. No. It's <laughs> science. It is science. But most people can't tell anywhere near as closely as they act. And the waiter comes over with the with the bottle of wine and goes, oh, please, please accept it. And, the, and then the person... <laughs> never And they pour just a tiny little taste and then... And the person at the head of the table goes, mm, yes, mm, yes, yeah. it pleases me. Yes, you may live. No, you know and what? And then they, they take it back it, and they pour it for everybody else. You taste it that, because that sometimes wines turn in the bottle. They, they, they become vinegary. They've got, a, they've got a bad, bitter taste to them because it actually goes bad in the bottle. So they give you a little bit so you can taste it to make sure the wine hasn't right. turned. Right. Because if it's a bad bottle, then you'll send it back and they'll bring you another bottle. And, Kevin, right. even an oaf like you could taste the difference. Yeah, bad mm. wine. If you tasted a bad wine, you would you know would it's it bad. Out. I've yeah. sent bottles back. I've tasted wine okay, and said, then you're this a, is you're spoiled. You're a BS and you're an no. a-hole. This wine has spoiled. <laughs> I would like another bottle, Did they bring please. your steak over to you and go, this could go bad? Is it all right? Here's a little tiny piece. Put it on your tongue and make sure it's okay. Well, if, they yep. leave okay. The, if they leave the Flamingon out in the sun for a couple of days, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I would like to taste I'm it. I'm just saying, I mean, I the, it. the steak isn't 17 years old, you know, <laughs> or, or 20 or 30 or 40 Come years on. old. You guys don't find it a little funny that people act like they know more than they do. Do you not find that? I heard that? the jury's still out the on thing, science. <laughs> the things that you're complaining about are all basic things. Like that most people can't tell. Tasting wine is is necessary. It's legitimate. Why would you want to pour a big glass of bad wine and then start drinking it? It's a legitimate reason why, why people taste wine. Why do they have wine? to have somebody at the table taste it, though? What? You, want the, you want the guy in the back it? to taste it? You want the, the waiter to take a swig out of my wine and see what it tastes no, like? It's not a swig. It's a it's a drop. That's now, all they taste. A lot taste. of times, if, if the, you do send it back, you will bring the sommelier over and have him taste it as well. Absolutely. After, after the, right. The, the all right. Let, let me ask this you a question. It. This does not please me. We are going to take some phone calls on this topic at one 800 We don't need phone calls. We do. We do. And I'm having trouble understanding. What's the downside of somebody checking to see if the wine has gone bad before it's poured to the table? It takes 30 seconds, Kevin. That's what seconds, I don't understand. Kevin. 
But what's the downside of doing it? Why does it bother you so much? Big, if, it, if it's your if, wine, why shouldn't you taste I think it and decide a, whether it's good or I not? I think it's a big show so, no, that, no, no. so that they can feel Who important. Who are you hanging out with? What, <laughs> kind, what kind of friends I, do you have that they're putting on this big show? I don't have friends that do that. But I see, like, uh, when I go to restaurants and stuff and they bring it over and, and the, the person swirls and you go, shut the You swirl up. it because, again, you're exposing oh, yeah, it to you're exposing it to oxygen. I know. You couldn't tell the difference. why? Because people act like they can tell the difference. It's not about a difference. That's how it's supposed to be tasted. The winemakers make these wines specifically in, in a certain way, a certain style, to be enjoyed and tasted and a lot on the of other people, end in that way. And a lot of people falsely act like they can tell the difference, and they can't. They just can't. Well, if you put on a, a, a smoking jacket and an ascot and you light a pipe up before you uh, drink your wine, then, yeah, you're going to be an a-hole. But a lot of people do the things you're talking about, Kevin, Ugh. in a very nonchalant way. And we all go out to dinner, we taste our wines, and we have a lovely evening. Please pour me some Diet Coke. I'm not sure it's good yeah. yet. Okay. okay. Yes, it we pleases gotta, me. You may the have to the table. Diet Coke is a little longer. <laughs> That's so stupid. I agree with Kevin, I got to say. In fact, science agrees with Kevin. In 2014... There was a study that came out that said sommeliers couldn't tell cheap wine from expensive wine. I remember that. And uh, mm. another study where a guy dyed white wine red, and the sommelier students couldn't tell that it was supposed to be a white wine. So, heaven, <laughs> science. Right? I mean, really, at the end of the day, if you like the wine, you like the wine. It doesn't really matter what somebody else thinks. True. Agreed. Christopher and Allie. Conspiracy theories. Sommeliers, baloney. <laughs> it's science. It's just, it's just one of those topics, though, where Kevin's just like, and I, I see where he's coming from because there is a pretentiousness to wine tasting and all that kind of stuff. So and I think that's what he's kind of more frowning upon than just the tasting of it it's, itself. If the queen was a wine taster, Kevin's head would explode. Right? Oh, my God. Well, <clears throat> we'll get to that in the roundup. All right, next one. You got time for a quick email right here? Yeah. Sure. I get this from listener Ryan. I was uh, shocked and surprised to get this information. I'm not much of a camper, but apparently Ryan is. Dear Ralph, recently my family went camping at Yosemite National Park. We got up there early one morning to go for a hike on our way to the trail. We were stopped by a park ranger. She told us that some other hikers had seen bears roaming the trails, and they were recently looking for food, and we needed to be careful. There were a couple of things she needed to tell us about the wildlife in order to stay safe. I guess you could say she had... Two tidbits of bear advice. I've got two tidbits of bear advice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. you. Two tidbits <laughs> of bear that advice. Was awesome. I think we Strong. just crossed the line. That's from uh, listener Ryan Davis. Ryan, thank you so much for that. I, I think we just that. crossed the line. Oh, don't embarrass me. Oh, I smell a whole new <laughs> no, world. I don't. A whole new world of emails. Oh, is that the first one, Jen? No, <laughs> I got more coming. The first two tickets of, to Paradise one? No. That made it place. sound like it. Oh, I love the two tickets to Paradise one. Yeah. No, I've got more coming. Didn't I play the one from you last night? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> one, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Meet the blog. You're not, right. you're not topless, though. My, there we go. All right. <laughs> hey, party people. We're doing the week that was May 30 to June 3, 2011. Kevin and Bean, being lazy, they had a Memorial Day off, so good for them. Just to set the scene, this is what was going on in 2011. 
The NBA Finals were the Miami Heat versus the Dallas Mavericks. You remember LeBron James took his talents to South Beach. So this was the first year he was at Miami and they made the Finals, but they lost to Dallas. Oh, we call that doing a Clippers when you lose in the Finals. Well, when you lose anywhere. And another thing that's noteworthy to Kevin and Bean aficionados, that's that Ralph was off this week because he was shooting the movie Ted. The Seth MacFarlane movie Ted. So just kind of a little bit of trivia to set the uh, scene here. Uh, let's start off. They're doing uh, contests to give out tickets for the weenie roast. And here's one that was called Famous Weenies. It was Psycho Mike, and he was doing his Tommy Lee impression. Do you get the joke? Anyway, here it is. Hey, Lisa May. Uh, yes, You Tommy. ever think about how through is spelled like rough, but through is through, but rough is rough? Whoa. <laughs> All right. Tommy, let's see if we can yeah. concentrate here. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Jet fuel. <laughs> I don't know what that go means. for it. Kevin, are you there? <laughs> yeah. All right. There's your question, I think. Yeah, throw up a W for this, the most widely spread hot dog base chain in the world. Dur, dur, dur. Ha, it's in the name, Wait. kid. Yeah, Saga Mike, I guess uh, since Ralph was off, he decided to come in and lend a hand. He's all over this week, and he's really funny. And there was a Kevin that actually was smart and won a contest, so good for the Kevins out there. Uh, next contest was called Speedy Weenie, and I think this must have been an Omar special. Hey, everybody, it's time for Speedy Weenie, where we take saw clips and play them really, really fast. Are you ready, buddy? It's Speedy Weenie, Speedy Weenie. Yeah, everybody, let's play Speedy Weenie. Woo! That guy died. <laughs> okay, so we are going to play Speedy Weenie, as requested. Uh, let's start with Lindsay. This will be yours. <laughs> All, right. All right, Marvin, listen up. You're going to be listening for a song by the band Cage the Elephant. Here it is. We'll play it for you twice. All right, that's once. Here's the second time. Lindsay. I know it, but I know Jen knows it too, so I'm going to throw it to her. Ah, do it. Ain't no rest for the wicked. It's a pretty easy one. Yes, it was pretty easy. This contest I liked. It wasn't as hard as the backwards ones. And I'm going to bring in a clip of a slow motion one that was kind of hard. Anyway, uh, let's do Jennifer. You got one too. Speedy Weenie. Ready? Here we go. All right. That's once. You can hear it one more time. Jen, what do you say? Last night? That's right. These ones are pretty easy, and it kind of sounds good. Uh, well, Christopher, are you here yet? I'm going to throw you right into the fire. Here's your speedy weenie. Ready? I haven't meant to tell you. Are you ready for your bad religion song? Listen up. Christopher. Bad religion? Los Angeles is burning or something like that? Very well done. Yeah. These are kind of fun. They kind of sound good speeded up. I'm going to listen to them speed it up all the time from now on. Like the woman listening yeah, to exactly. the Cup of Tea podcast? Yeah. If she hears us this week, she's going to go crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, now, like I said, they did a slow-mo weenie. For some reason, when they play it slow, it really bugs me, so I didn't bring a lot in. But just one clip to see how it sounded. It's going to be from <laughs> The Strokes. Tell us the name of the song. Good luck. So that was last night again. We just did last night. So 
Someone made a joke which was so true. If you play a song slow, it sounds just like a Nine Inch Nail song, regular. (laughs) Here was a very weird thing that happened when they did their uh, album days. What Tuesday was album release day. Eddie Vedder had a ukulele album that came out. And everyone thought, oh, this is a bit. (laughs) But no, he actually released a ukulele album. Well, let's start off. Psycho Mike did a parody of that. We're huge fans, have been for a long time. Congratulations on the new record called Ukulele Songs. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to be excited about the new record, but, um, you know. If you don't mind, just speak up a no, little bit. It's hard to hear. I don't want to blow up my voice, you know, by being too loud, but just, I, all I can think about is Western imperialism destroying African culture. And, uh, you know, if you guys can be happy this early in the morning when there's children being murdered for blood diamonds. Oh, that's, my God. That's wow, of a bummer, Eddie. That's actually. wow. All right, yeah. We thought this was a you know celebration of rock and roll and your newfound love for the instrument, the ukulele. We thought this would be a, a joyous you occasion. You have a ukulele with you. What? I know. I'm very excited about the album. I'm very happy right now. Okay. I just, I've never felt like I've been in a better place, but I have to remind you that there's millions of orphans in the Balkans, and they'll probably all die of disease by the end of the day. <laughs> okay. Let's... Eddie, could you just what just one time just be happy when we talk to you? Just go, wow, the sun is shining, oh, I'm yeah, surfing later sure. on today, and sure. life is good? Sure. Just focus on everything that's happy in your life as you live this decadent lifestyle here okay. in the West. All right. How about if we hear some – how about if we go through the, the uh, CD? How about if we hear some songs? Uh, do you want me to play a song? The ukule- yeah, you have the ukulele there. The first single off, off the album. Okay, good. It's called Sunshiny Sunday. Sunshiny Sunday. Here we go. Ukulele Songs, the name of the new one from Eddie Vedder, available for download now. Sunshiny Sunday. Two, three, four. When did the lyrics start? What happened? That was it. That, what? Were those what lyrics? I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I really gave it to you on that one. You did. Uh, really... It sounded a little low, like we Oof. couldn't understand exactly what words I you were saying. I could go as far as to say it's on and cracking this morning. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. It certainly is. <laughs> Psycho Mike was bringing it that week. Okay, now I brought in an actual clip of Eddie Vedder. This isn't a fake out like Christopher might do. I want to shoot. Catchy. If you're into ukulele, I guess you might buy that. Christopher, you're a musician. What do you think? It was awful. <laughs> That's everything against the ukulele. I mean, it sounds like he's playing it like a guitar. Ukulele. Oh, excuse us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so actually, uh, Psycho Mike was pretty close to what the actual album was. Yeah, I can but imagine. I do love that whole idea that here's this huge rock group and he kind of it's funny. You want to make it. You want to be uh, famous and get your music out there. And then when you do, you get all cranky about it. So Eddie <laughs> Vedder turns around and makes a ukulele, a ukulele album. <laughs> Next up, Anthony Daniels came in studio. So this was a big deal for guys like me and Bean. Uh, he was talking. He, it was a very interesting interview. I'd recommend go to that day in 2011, listen to it. But I brought a couple clips in. There really is a... Um... A feeling that the, the, the audience is us as well. We're all part of the same family. So 
we we meet up at various events sure. or uh, but for the most part, you know, we just get on with our own lives, and um, that's it. Hmm. What and is Beer Mug doing to the band's so, well, headphones? Does anyone know? There's lots of other people in it. He but, doesn't have um, headphones at work. Uh, you're doing it on different days. Right, right exactly. Are, are, are those working, Anthony? Can you hear us okay? Say again? Can you hear us okay? Is that, are, are, are we working uh, I'm now? I'm having a little, uh, a little headphone issue. layer uh, buttons issue on the side of my head. You know, normally I go to a nice radio station where everything <laughs> works. Obviously. And I have no, to, we're super I low have rent. To tell, you, tell me about it. Uh, I have to tell you, the, the docking bay you put us into with all these dismantle yes. pieces of machinery. They put well, you in there? They did indeed. What? That's the room that's make... being torn apart. Uh, yeah, you tell me about it. What? We apologize. Uh, we apologize. Uh, but now I have a headset uh, that I know where I am. Now oh, you can okay, good. No, poor 3PO. It's worse than the time he was uh, trying to save everybody from the garbage chute. <laughs> this must have been so embarrassing to be in as a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, but here's Bear Mug screwing up the headphones, and they put him in a room with construction. Okay, but that's nothing. Listen to the end. So Bean's very excited to have him in. He's trying to give him a nice send-off, and Kevin has to be all Kevin. Anthony, and what a what a pleasure to have you in. Today, I man. won't be in costume, uh, but you will be. Exactly. Because right. exactly. it's going to be a real fun night. I enjoyed We enjoyed the visit, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, and may the force be with you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. That no, was no, a no, classic no, okay. line, and I'm yeah, playing yeah, a stupid okay. commercial. And uh, take two. And take two. Um, Thank you. And uh, may the force be with you. Kevin's <laughs> a dark side or something. Poor Anthony Daniels. <laughs> oh, and what does that guy remind you of? What does that remind you of, guys? The way oh, being... When... Uh, being when Kevin hangs up on people, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let's just jump to that real quick. Like it was Brooke Shields' birthday, uh, it's May 31st. <laughs> this is and so I went back and I found the original clip and I listened to it. And then this was the next day they were breaking it down. Poor Brooke Shields. So Brooke Shields comes on last week. Oh. Now, Lisa, this is where you were out, so you <laughs> missed this. this. So yes. you haven't heard the Brooke what Shields the disaster. And by the way, uh, let me just back up and say, I this doesn't make me happy. When I do that, I get mad at myself because I don't want these people to get hung up on. But I am trying to just keep things moving. So when I hang up on them, I, I feel bad. It's not something that makes me happy. But uh, Brooke Shields was especially bad. Now, she called, and she's very nice lady. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, talked about her book. Mm-hmm. Had a very lovely conversation. Smart, talented. We're happy to have her. So in this case, what I did uh, is the worst thing that I could do, which is start a commercial but leave her on the phone up at full volume. What? So <laughs> most of the time, like, I'll turn down the volume of the caller and start the commercial at full volume. Mm-hmm. I left them both up. So now I started the commercial, and she continues talking. Um, and then she realizes that while she's talking, she's hearing a commercial. This is what that sounded like. Follow Ms. Shields on Twitter at Brooke Shields. Hey, thanks for the time. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I it's listen to one of the two week Black Friday sale going on now. <laughs> okay. so she, she just said, fade away? So she said, thank you. Thank you. And I thought, perfect. Go into a commercial. Um, and then. Uh, and then she went on to talk. And so Beer Mug went in the other room, and he separated the commercials so that we could just hear Brooke Shields. Yes. Now, before you play <laughs> this, this, is just, this made before me you feel play this, so bad. This, this is one of the saddest pieces of tape that's ever happened on this program because you could hear her lust for life just leaving her body, just disappearing. <laughs> I mean, she is defeated. She is broken. Did she is we sad. She's flowers. We should. We should. Because She's probably still not over what happened here. She started talking. Then she hears the commercial 
And just, like Bean said, just loses the will to live. Follow Ms. Shields on Twitter, at Brooke Shields. Hey, thanks for the time. We enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I listen when I'm in L.A. I listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you guys. Oh. Uh, when I'm in L.A. Uh, uh, what happened, man? Follow Ms. Shields on Twitter, at Brooke Shields. Hey, thanks for the time. We enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I listen when I'm in L.A. I listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. So that happened indeed. Kevin Damn. just wrecking people left and right, ruining their lives. <laughs> the behind the scenes thing. Lindsay's like, I don't want to hear this sad face. I'm really, <laughs> I'm I, I've it. heard this so many times and her like complete deflation at the end. Just I know, like, so sad. soul crushing. <laughs> uh, we talked about Sophie D. She was an adult actress who did topless movie reviews. Now, Good old Kevin and Bean, since Raffles on vacation, they thought, hey, who can do the movie beat this week? Sophie D. Normally, when they had a model, a porn star on, I'd see what Mark and Brian were up to. But Sophie D., I don't know, there's something charming about her. Her voice is like really high and girlish. Anyway, so she's doing the movie beat. Listen to this. This is spectacular. I'd like to start talking about beginners. Can okay. Can do that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can do you want me to play it first? Yes, okay, please. here's the clip. My parents got married in 1955. They had a child and they stayed married for 44 years until my mother died. Six months later, my father told me he was gay. I'm gay. Hello? Oliver? Yeah. They had some wonderfully loud music in the club tonight. What kind of music's that? Probably house music. House music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that's Christopher Plummer, who's got to be what, in his 80s now? And he is playing a guy whose wife has just died, and after that, he comes out as gay, much to the shock and amazement of his grown son, played by Ewan McGregor. Now, I would imagine that that is a uh, that's rife for drama and comedy. Funny, I would think. So funny does that, is your review. Does that sound funny to you? Yeah, it sounds that's like really a funny. lot of drama, funny, and it looks good. You're not, to- you're not topless, though. My- there we go. All right. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Don't be asleep over there. For God's sakes. Wait, you're asking Dave to not be asleep? Yes. Come on. You want during the, at least now. <laughs> now, Sophie, are you the type of person, you say that you watch movies all the time. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you a fan of uh, Ewan McGregor, for instance? Is he a guy that you look forward to seeing in a movie? And this, uh, this you might go see this because of him? No. Not really. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'd say she already, uh, she already reviewed that movie, B. Okay. All right. Let's move on. What's What's next? <laughs> To be honest, I'm surprised Ralph got his job back. <laughs> I oh. love that. Oh, would you see uh, Obi- or uh, Ewan McGregor? No. <laughs> How about that no game game from Dave? Yeah, he was no, no producing game too that day. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Denise Williams, it was her birthday. Of course, we remember the fame. I'm just going to play it. This was the first time they broke down this old tape from Bean. PGC, I still love that song. From Nisi. Almost sprained myself right down there in the ankle every time I hear it. You might say it almost made my foot loose. Uh, I wouldn't know. Weather's next. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven. Come on now. First of all, let's start with, uh, yeah, and yeah. 
Well, first of all, you know how much soul I've got, right? Did you really go, ugh? He sure did. Really? Let's go back and listen to the tape. Yeah. I believe, and of course I have no no memory of this, but I think I was getting into the music here. PGC, I still love that song. From Nisi, almost sprained myself right down there in the ankle every time I hear it. You might say it almost made my foot loose. Uh, I wouldn't know. Weather's next. Wow. (laughs) All I can say is Hall of Fame. So (laughs) trivia question, you guys. When Bean did that great outro or intro, whatever it was, what was his DJ name? Was he Flash Phillips? Flash Phillips. Oh, nice. Flash Phillips. W-A-B-A. Yeah, that was the first time they got that tip. Someone sent it in to Ralph. So, you know, they love to bust guys in their old radio stuff. So that's why you heard Ralph and Kevin just laughing their butts off. Omar back there. He was going to steal some of that for his uh, next DJ, <coughs> I think. Uh, let me see. Anel dropped in because uh, they're having different people do the show. Who is it? Arnell? Anel? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. <laughs> I call him Anel. And uh, yeah, and last up we got Andy Griffith. He's 85 years old. And shout out to my boy from Maybury. I love you, some Andy Griffith, man, and Matt Locke. And he's just that's a great actor right there, man. All right. I wish he was. I my would dad. not have predicted that reaction really? to Andy Griffith from Adele. Andy Griffith is the bomb. And let me tell you something. I spent a lot of years without cable, man. You feel me? So yeah, <laughs> Channel Five. Andy, anything Andy Griffith, the Munsters, Three Stooges, Little Rascals. That's all me all right about there. It. All right. You know How what I'm about? saying? Hey, Arna, I just brought that in because I watched KTLA back in those days too. Love all those old references. Of course, Lindsay. I think she fell asleep. Lindsay, wake up. I'm here. Um, last did, up, another celebrity did, birthday. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Did she get any of those references? Andy Griffith? Nah. Uh, the whistling the, song. The whistling one, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. The monsters. I love that. Because Anel, he's my hero. That should have been me. They should have said, Edwin, you're funny. Come into the studio. Do a show Bisbee for us. But no, Arnell got my gig. So I'm trying not to be jealous, <laughs> trying to be a better person. Last up, let's end with another celebrity birthday, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> now this, I forget when they got this, but it cracked me up. They used it for years, his laugh. He was doing some joke. He did some, um, anyway, Anderson like Cooper's laugh. Joke, was, yeah. That's right. always funny they use that for years uh what do you think sophie d was, was that a good clip funny yeah i thought so but is his voice is his laugh better than yours no yeah i didn't think so either anyway that's the week that was back to you steve all right edwin when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let me start the podcast roundup. Yeah. Nailed it. Ow. <laughs> You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello 
too happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast next time we carry our legs up let's all thank edwin i would marry you and i would marry you let's go now let's go now oh my god all right it's a podcast roundup uh we'll get started with great news what are you doing right i don't i don't know if i should tell you what happened what happened we're just starting the episode. My, I don't know if she wants me to say. Then say. My wife just walked by. Yeah. Naked. Yes. Trying to distract you, perhaps? I No, I think she just wanted to get a towel out of the dryer, but <laughs> it sure did distract me. I don't think that right. was her intention. So good luck to us all. All right. On this episode. This is uh, great news, which Mike just experienced firsthand. So. Yeah, Mike's just sitting there, and you just see the expression on his face change. It's amazing. He turns into a like seven-year-old boy. Is that all it was, though? That, yeah, that it it was just his wife passing by and his childlike reaction. Because I saw uh, the headline, it said "Great news: Mike's wife naked." I'm like, oh, did she do a layout? Uh, did she get hacked? So that's all it was. Okay, well, well, <laughs> that's great news. Great for Mike, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's do the truck show podcast with Lightning. If they had uh, Adam Carolla on, well, Lightning got to ask a question that he'd been waiting 30 years to ask. I have always been dying to know who's the one that dropped the deuce (laughs) in the toilet on the way to Vegas. Well, I think, you know, all roads lead to Jimmy in his rear end. And I'm basing it on... Another Vegas trip where Big Cad was turning 21, we told him we were taking him to Vegas. And and so it was me and Big Tad and Jimmy and, and Tad's older brother, T. Chance Thrasher. So Jimmy said, okay, I'm going to destroy these guys on this trip. And he said, like, I ate raw clams, <laughs> pinto beans, and I'm loaded for bear, right? <laughs> and as we're, like, going on up the on-ramp, you know, Jimmy leans over, makes that smile, pumps his arm, lets a big fart go, right? <laughs> it, it smells. Everyone's laughing except for T. Chance Thrasher, who's like driving the van and he just kind of looks at Jimmy seriously. And he looks at me and he goes like, Oh, is it on? And me and Jimmy are like a little spooked because we're looking at these two. <laughs> we haven't prepared. And, and we're like, what, 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 what? And he just leans over and lets this horrible piece of gas come out of his ass. <laughs> and, and Jimmy and I are both devastated. But Jimmy drew first blood, right? <laughs> and when T. Chance Thrasher went like, okay, now it's on, he gassed us out the entire <laughs> way to Vegas and back and in Vegas. And, and like, we were, like, begging for mercy. And I hope the AC was, was like, broken, too. <laughs> and Big, Ta- Big Tab was like, you don't get it. Like, he's, this is his thing. Like, <laughs> Jimmy's like trying to call a truce and he just he blew us out the entire all Jimmy and I did was sit in the back of the van in like a fetal position and I would I would hold a pack of matches and as soon as I saw him lean over I would I would quickly try to strike the match and he punished us all the way to Vegas now Adam never clearly says who did it or didn't so I think avoided it by telling this charming story which I did cut down about three That's or four minutes of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Adam can spin a yarn. 
this was a two-hour podcast it was a pretty good podcast um they didn't really talk much about the k-rock film uh or the k-rock doc except that it's going to be four parts and that they have financing so we can we'll be oh, okay. looking for that soon is what he said oh that's good news nice all right on the Ralph report, they uh, talked about Star Wars fandom. What's up with your Star Wars fans? What's up with these oh, people? Oh, I told you, they're the worst people ever. Have you seen what this poor yes. woman's going through? Her name is Moses Ingram. Yes. She plays the new bad guy, sure the Inquisitor like Reva, yeah. Yeah. in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. And she happens to be black. Yeah. And apparently, she in fact posted some of the direct messages and online hate she's getting from Star Wars fans. It's inexplicable. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Watch it or don't. It oh, got so bad that the official Twitter account of Star Wars- I saw that, I saw that, yeah. Had to step out and say, there are more than 20 million sentient, sentient species in the Star Wars galaxy. Don't choose to be a racist. Ugh, fucking people are the worst. We are man. proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. I thought she was really good in Kenobi. I think it's a good show. I'm really I like the show. It. I enjoyed the show. I think he could look a little older, is my only complaint. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> he's eight years from looking like Alec Guinness. It's, it, it's, he's going to have a hard life. In the I'm next just eight saying, years. gray him up a little. I'm just like, gray him up a I'll little. Gray you up in a minute. But other than that, I liked it. Has anybody started watching Obi Wan Kenobi? Nope. I saw some clips on TikTok of uh, what's her face, young Leia, just being a boss. But other than that, no. No, Edwin. Yeah, I've seen it all. Yeah, it's yeah, it's surprisingly good. I was really worried about it because I don't like them touching the old trilogy. And um, the actress they're talking about, Moses, she's she's really good. I yeah, I don't know anything about the Inquisitors or anything like that, but she's. She's really good, and all those Star Wars fans suck. As you know, our teabaggers oh, have... Oh. Sorry, hit the wrong button. <laughs> I was going to say, I like it so far because it's got some Darth Vader in it. It seems like everything you watch without Darth Vader is a little flat. That goes for prequels, sequels, and any quals. So this has got some primetime Darth Vader in it, so I'm, I'm liking that. Have you guys also seen like the all the other Star Wars things, like The Mandalorian and stuff? Yes. I love The Mandalorian. like that a lot. Nice. The Mandalorian was really good. The Obi-Wan is quicker paced. The okay. Mandalorian, it took like a couple episodes to go, okay, what is actually going to happen? What's the plot? Obi-Wan Kenobi just kind of jumps in. By the second half of the first episode, you know what the series is going to be. And was there also a series on Boba Fett? Yes. That one was not as good. It was. Okay. It had its moments, but it, it, was, it was really slow. It was really slow. Good to know. All right, here we go with Frank Murphy. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is Frank Murphy. Frank Murphy. On Frank and Friends, he talked about how he was a wedding DJ for a really janky wedding DJ company. I used to DJ weddings when I was. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. How was that? Um. So there was this agency that would book me to do these things. And uh, they used, instead of using records or CDs, they used cassettes. So all the tapes were on, all the songs were on cassette. Oh, gosh, I hadn't even seen a cassette in so long. Well, this was the summer of 1982. The guy, the guy who ran the company heard me on the radio and called up and said, would you like to learn extra money? Oh, 
that's so cool. Okay. And I said, what do you mean extra money? I'm not getting paid to do this radio's job. <laughs> so anyway, I finally was able to get out of that because I got a better radio job yeah. and was moving forward in the, in the business. Well, a few years after me, another one of these young DJs playing the cassettes is a kid uh, from Sterling, Virginia okay. named Patton Oswalt. On one of his Netflix specials, he does this brutal takedown of the DJ, wedding DJ business where he worked. He's talking about the same DJ company where I had worked a few years prior. So he did DJing on cassette. I'd never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. That must be very difficult. Yeah, and um, I listened to Patton Oswalt sing. Let me me play a little bit of it. When I was a teenager, I worked as a wedding DJ on the weekends. In Northern Virginia, I worked for the last DJ company that still used cassette tapes. (laughs) Well into the 90s. Long after CDs had taken over the landscape, our boss was like, these tapes sound great. They sound as great as... These tapes were 10 years old. They've been played 700 times a piece. And he's like, it sounds like the band's playing right there. Yeah, it sure does. It does sound like the band is playing right there. If right there is, they've been buried under a mile of rubble. (laughs) Yes, it does sound just like they're right there. But we were the cheapest game in town, so we could underbid everybody. So we got all the shittiest gigs. All of our gigs were shotgun weddings and forced retirements. We were the ambient music for rage and despair. That is what we really were. Hey, did your daughter's boss at Sam Goody knock her up and now you want her first dance at your wedding to be almost paradise, sounding like... So that's a little of Patton Oswald. I, I can't imagine Frank doing a DJ gig like that. But it would be I awesome if <laughs> you totally can. I, don't I can know. also imagine them playing Rosanna, sounding pristine. Well, <laughs> I got, okay, I got a question. So I would think that it would be much easier to lug around albums, vinyl albums, than cassette tapes, because at least on an album, you can cue right to the song. But on a tape, you'd have to be listening and fast forwarding, you know what I mean, to get to the beginning of that song. Does that make sense? Well, it must have just set it up in advance because you can't freelance. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's cheaper, though, because I don't think you I think as they as Patton Oswalt said, those tapes were 10 years old. So they yeah. didn't need to recycle new records or anything like that in there. It's just old tapes. Maybe they just brought the same tape to each gig, pretty much. Maybe. Maybe. That is kind of yeah. interesting, though. Cassette tape DJ. Wow. <laughs> but could you imagine him? Could you imagine Frank and Bean DJing your wedding back in the 80s? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> Flash Speaking Phillips. of wedding. <laughs> yeah, Flash Phillips. Speaking <laughs> of weddings, uh, Kevin and Sluggo talked about Elvis weddings. Hey, your pal Bean was always a big fan of Elvis Presley. I mean, a big fan of Elvis yeah, Presley. Yeah, and he got married in Vegas. Oh, he got married in Vegas. Uh-huh. They Did they get married by Elvis? I don't know, but I assume so. Let's try and get a hold of him. I assume so. We'll have to try and get a hold of him in England. Hey, wake up, you bastard. Got a question for you. The headline is no more Elvis-themed weddings for Las Vegas chapels. Aww. They are saying that they are they have to stop them completely. Yeah, his, like, uh, whatever is shutting it down. His What do you call that? I, I don't even know. I'm never going to have such a thing, so I can remember the what 
licensing company. Well, there you go. That yes <laughs> is uh, cut it, stopping every single um, wedding Elvis wedding in Vegas chapel from Ooh. using it. So who's next is the question. So a couple of things on that. Uh, I love that they wanted to call Bean and and a cup of tea. Bean even mentioned that uh, he got a text from Kevin to come and talk on the show. I also like the idea of who's next. Who's the next personality to do weddings in Vegas? The Blue Man Group, I guess. <laughs> they paint their but faces. They don't talk. <laughs> they get you married, yeah. But they don't talk, and they paint their faces red. <laughs> trying to think, what other? What's like a schlocky uh, Vegas? Wayne Newton, I guess. Is he still around? Oh yeah. yeah, I would like Rodney to do the weddings. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. that would be great. And then DJ afterwards. Oh yeah, that would be awesome if he was the DJ and and you get a Rodney impersonator. <laughs> oh, Rodney right. impersonator DJ. <laughs> All right, I pronounce you man and wife. Edwin, you should do it. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do a bad Rodney. Everybody can. What God has put together, let no man put apart. All right. And so Bean answers his question about whether it was an Elvis wedding on Cup of Tea. I'll refresh the kids' memories. Uh, you flew to Vegas and were married where? You mean the name of the place we got married was the Graceland oh, uh, Wedding Chapel? Right. And it was Elvis-themed? Yes, of course. Like okay. so many marriage chapels in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, Elvis and no, uh, no, Las no, Vegas no, go no. hand in hand. No, 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 no. Not so yeah. fast, Bean. Uh-oh. No more Elvis-themed weddings for Las Vegas chapels. Uh, Did you see this? The first thing I thought is, what took you so long right. to reinforce this copyright? Clearly, I can't just make an Elvis Presley t-shirt and start selling it without uh, perhaps running afoul of his image, right? Or his right. name. I don't understand how the chapels were able to get along with this for so long. And I almost wonder if that's their defense back is to say, look, we've been doing this for 50 years. Right. You can't now come and say you can't do it anymore. I'm interested to see how this plays out. So yeah, confirmation, Bean was married by an Elvis impersonator, and he's surprised they didn't take this away a long time ago, which... Yeah, that's know. a good point. It's been going on forever. Right? But it's, it's legal to perform as Elvis, as an Elvis impersonator in Vegas. You can perform as any public character in Vegas. It's Nevada law, I believe, is what they've, they've mentioned. So isn't the wedding a performance? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I don't understand the distinction myself. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, if I wanted to have an Elvis-themed wedding in my backyard, they couldn't stop you from doing that, right? Well, they could stop the performer. They could send They could sell, send a cease and desist letter to the, to the reverend. Oh. Well, maybe you can't have, because that place was called the Graceland Chapel. Maybe you can't call yourself something that's Elvis-specific. Maybe. But there's there's Elvis, who's like a Mexican Elvis, and there's Clownvis. Yeah, what about Clownvis? Yeah, get married by Clownvis. That's even better. Well, for me, a world with less Elvis is better. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Any classic rock, don't you? You and Kevin. <laughs> soulmates. Uh, they talked about the Jubilee. What did oh, you write today that I saw pop up on the screen as I was prepared to hit the button to connect us to record today's podcast? I wrote Jubilee's nuts. <laughs> so I can see you are taking it seriously and you do enjoy it. Jubilee's nuts, she said. <laughs> I wonder if the queen will hear about this. Am I in trouble? Can I get deported now? Wait. I, I think they can, they can, like, off with your head for that one. Oh, I'm because afraid you, of that. Bean, you laughed 
Hardly. I, I mean, I let's go to the expecting. tape. <laughs> I was not expecting. That. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> Shall I insert the tape? You want me to put the tape it's, in? Yes. All Here right, it is. Insert away. Are you proud of that? Yeah. Are you proud of that? I am. <laughs> Kevin on Twitter also commented that he tried to listen to the show and he couldn't do it because of the jizzbly. Oh my God, that was so funny though. He's yeah. like, I tried. I really tried. <laughs> yeah, I think he chose the wrong episode to try to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of that one was a little was a little too personally personal minutiae i guess but uh i i i told kevin uh, the name of our next podcast will be just Perfect. <laughs> speaking of kevin bean was commenting on another tweet post that kevin made about not being asked to return to k-rock yet because of kevin weatherly coming back so this is a little long uh but i just want to play it here we go mm-hmm. i i i it- People keep asking me as if they think I'm and they're they're essentially coming out and saying, if you have the opportunity to go back, you should. And I don't understand what the reasoning. First of all, chances of success now, two and a half years, almost three years since I've been gone. Chances of success are very low. That radio station is in so much trouble since since you left. Mm-hmm. They made a ton of bad musical decisions. They lost some of their most popular personalities with Stryker and with Cat. Their music mm-hmm. is on five or six other radio stations in Southern California. Yeah. They don't really have an identity anymore. Young people still aren't racing to the radio. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to put something on and 25-year-olds are going to just start listening to FM again. So that doesn't make any sense. I think that's the one that most people just aren't paying attention to. You're not going to have a successful radio station really anymore because people are going to die off and nobody is coming in. Young people aren't like, hey, mom, put on that station in the morning. People are not doing that in the droves that you need them. It is a, sad to say, a dying, if not on its deathbed type of medium. So in order to get new listeners, no, no, no. And that conversation right there, you aren't going to ever. So if K-Rock wanted to at least sustain it for a few more years, yeah, hire back Kevin and Bean. Great. Take all the songs away from K-Earth 101 that is now the number one station in the market because they play all of K-Rock's old music. But they aren't going to do that because the same company also owns K-Earth 101. So why would they want to do that? Here's the thing. No, stop it, people. Let things die. K-Rock is dead. Let it go. It's sad, but let it go. So, uh... Harsh words by Allie about K-Rock, but uh, I agree. Tough but fair, I guess. Yeah, when I saw Kevin's post, it's like, no, I haven't been asked yet. And of course, you know, that everyone went nuts. Yet, oh my God, Kevin and Bean are coming back. And then Bean just crushed our dreams. And Allie goes a little bit more into it with um, the other guy that's there, the general manager, which is Fetterman. Yeah. Uh, she says he's still there. Kaplan just came in to take the fall for killing the station. And then he moved out to New York and Fetterman is still there. The guy that's been doing it the whole time. So it adds to Kevin Weatherly's difficult task to bring that station back to relevancy. Well, to be honest, I mean, no one looks back more than me. I mean, I have a whole segment on it. 
But, you know, we had our Kevin and Bean. It was great. And, uh, you know, there is, he's right this time. Time to move on. So we have the podcast we can listen to. And who knows what Kevin Weatherly would do with K-Rock, if anything. Yeah. Well, and I really love uh, Kevin and Sluggo. I love their conversations. I love, I mean, there's a way they bounce off each other and stuff. So I wouldn't want to see that go away either. And so it was such a smart move for KLOS to bring Kevin in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we miss the old days, but some of the new content's really good, too. It is. It is. Going back to this, um, Allie has a theory about why Kevin sent that tweet. But here's the question. <laughs> is Kevin, is Kevin playing chess while we're all playing checkers? Boom. I mean, that's what he's famous for is being five steps ahead. <laughs> I'm telling you is, I mean, really all he has to do is say, Hey, KLOS bosses, look at this. Uh-huh. Look at this. Right. Look at what, look at Dangle what I'm a little up offer in here. front of him. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Dangle his little carrot. Right. Sorry, Marin. Yeah. It could be. I mean, look, lots of people negotiate. You know what I mean? A lot right. of people, they use whatever they have and they negotiate. Yeah. It's certainly possible. I just think if anyone's asking my opinion, I don't think any of us are going back to K-Rock. And I'm also not sure that it's a great idea for K-Rock to look backwards when they need to they need to forge some sort of future. But and see, that's the whole thing. You don't think they have that's, a future. They have no future. So why not just glom on to what worked for a while and ride it off into the sunset? They are never going to get back to even a quarter of the glory days. Well, so why not? not just but again they're stupid where's my simpsons drop of stop it he's already dead i gotta find that <laughs> why you little guy got you yeah. stop stop he's already dead oh that's the crusty one right you can win homer beats up the hamburglar yeah that's the one ah <laughs> uh, all right now the moment we've all been waiting for Personal minutiae jingles. He played a whole bunch of them. Uh, some of them with more production than others. Uh, the first jingle that gets played uh, from us is mine. I wrote two jingles. I wrote one using Bean's voice and one using a play on Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. So let's hear how that goes. Christopher, teabagger mm-hmm. Christopher, who is one of the co-hosts on the Quitters Never Give Up podcast, put together right. something special. I think you'll recognize the voice on this. It's Personal Minutia. I like that too. And finally. Oh, man. This is going to delight you, but also make you sad. Okay. Uh-huh. Our friend Pavo, who, by the way, had lunch with yesterday. Yeah, we, we've got to get into that. Okay. Yeah. Sent this in before I saw him, before I saw him yesterday. Sent this yeah. in. A little bit of a tribute to us and to, well, you'll see. Alien Bees, personal minutia. Starts now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? Timely and right. awesome. Yes. Oh, I thought that man. was wonderful. So there's Pavo getting Bean on his podcast, having dinner with Bean, and still in my jingle. That <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah. It was. It was pretty good. And, it, you know, I I submitted two and got one on. So that's not bad. It's not a bad hit rate. No. And then finally... The jingle we've all been waiting for is Edwin. (laughs) So Edwin had an idea on Sunday to do Rosanna by Toto, but as a jingle for personal minutia. And I 
I begged him to send me in a version of him singing. And, um, well, he finally did. And then I sent in three versions, one with uh, Diana singing, my wife, and then one with Edwin singing, and then one with Edwin and Diana singing, which, looking back on it, I knew that the one with Edwin singing was going to get played because that one was the one that, that Bean just couldn't ignore. So let's hear Allie and Bean discussing Edwin's jingle. And as you know, our teabaggers have been really showing up for a personal mood jingle. We got one more for you here. This is from our friend Edwin co-host of the quitters never give up podcast as you can see he's given us a very comfortable intro yes <laughs> plenty of time to get psyched up here's edwin's contribution oh, here when i wake up in the morning is a cup of tea in you shall in you shall <laughs> never thought that a man could talk about pugs so much well i do love a pug the podcast is Ali's Birds. Ali's Birds. <laughs> I never thought that a garbage truck could ever be so loud. All right, well, that's, that's a nice throwback to last summer, I guess, when you had the had the garbage truck. So there you go. That's uh, that's Edwin. That's some powerful singing, too, isn't it? Edwin was, uh, I'm not saying struggling to reach those high notes, but he gave it a valiant effort, and I applaud right. him wholeheartedly. It does make you appreciate A, Toto, and B, Weezer even more than ever before once you've heard that. Thank you, Edwin. We'll add that to the collection. Oh, the great Edwin, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. So, oh, hey, I got a question. When you, uh -huh. guys, when you guys submit this stuff to Bean, do you just have your regular names or do you let remind him that you're on the quitters? Because he said oh, it for both of yours. I have to remind him. He won't know who I am. Okay. <laughs> No, I just uh, I emailed that in. I just said, hey, if you're still doing jingles, here's mine. Edwin. Oh, okay. No, so he oh. just did it on his own. That was nice of him. Nice. Yes, yeah. I did call in uh, right after he played that. And I'm like, yes, I know I can't reach the notes on the second verse. Still, you did it. Good job. I, I like the end when, when you do the peace of I like the little <laughs> run you do. That was just awesome. Well, I never realized until now, which is kind of embarrassing because I've listened to that song for, what, 30 years? The first verse is by one singer. The second verse is by the good singer. That's why he reached those high notes. So then when I hit that second verse, I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> but I still tried. I took one for the team. That was awesome. It was really good. I knew that submitting it late, the only version that would get played would be your, your version. I, knew it. I, I, I told Diana that, you know, you sing too good for them to just go to play it. You know, it's too, too well, nice. The other thing is... We had a problem with our, our shared drive. So I yeah. was trying to find the different versions and none of them would download. So I kind of got mixed up and I sent the wrong one to Bean. I would have sent the Diana one, but I couldn't download it for some reason. So sorry, it, Diana. It wasn't funny enough. It was too pretty. I'll, I'll play it. You want to hear it? Yeah. I, I haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard them yet? Not that okay. one. All right. Here's, here's Diana doing it. Like being said, a comfortable intro.
You see, it sounds too too well done. Uh, I see what I, you mean. <laughs> and, and it's not connected to us enough. It's too good for this. And then here's Edwin, and I, I, I mix both of them. Much like uh, Edwin said, there's two singers on that track. So here we go. Let's, let's fast forward a bit. All I want to hear when I wake up in the morning is a cup of tea. Then you shall, then you shall. I never thought that a man could talk about pugs so much. Minutia. All I want to hear in the middle of the podcast is Ellie's birds. Minutia, minutia. I never thought that a garbage truck could ever be so, so loud. So there you go. It's our collaboration. Your commitment to embarrassing me is impressive. <laughs> that was brilliant. I loved it. I... It was a great idea. It was... Yeah, the idea was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Execution was brilliant, too. That's going to be... Next time I'm doing both verses in that same key. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's all I have. So uh, so I, I think that's the end of the show. For now. Oh. Quickly, Bean mm-hmm. mentioned the Kevin and Bean Social Club, and he's like us. He could not get the name right. <laughs> yeah. that? that was fantastic. That, one. that was funny. I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> oh, and a quick shout out to Don from the Social Club. Sorry, I couldn't figure out a way to get Josie and the Pussycats in this week's show. I tried and tried. <laughs> Even stretching, I couldn't do it. Sorry. Maybe well, next you, you did have that one movie reviewer's voice. It sounded like it was a cartoon, basically. <laughs> yeah, she very much did. And that when you said. For some reason, you wanted to keep listening. I just was like, he sounds like a cartoon. Makes sense. She kind of does sound like Melody now that I think about it. I'm going to bring in comparisons next week. <laughs> All right. Mm. So who wants to say goodbye to everybody? Bye, party people. Uh, follow goodbye, us on, follow uh, us on yeah. Twitter. And uh, what else do we got? Instagram at Quitters That's Never. You can email us at QuittersNeverGiveUp at gmail.com. Yeah. On Twitter, we're at QuittersNever. And on Instagram, we're at quitters never give up. Oh, and leave us a voicemail. We're desperate for content. <laughs> yes, if you want us to research something, let us know, and we'll pull that clip. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I it's listen Serena Software's two-week Black Friday sale. But I just don't get it. I don't get any of it. What do you like, mean? You don't get in, what? Yeah. I don't get why we're so obsessed with these humans that are exactly the same. Like It could be us four sitting there. I just don't get it. But um, are you talking about what you mean as royals or yeah. as, like, Kim Kardashian? Because for me, they're becoming celebrities. Well, yeah, to me, that, that's all they are. The is, Queen is, is their celebrity. For me, is... Brilliant. I love the Queen. No, duty, responsibility. She's always worked really hard. But I would work hard if the whole country paid for me to have like twelve houses and work really hard. They don't pay for all of the houses, but just a few. It's the crusty burglar. Oh my God! He's stealing all the burgers. Why you little? I got you. Oh, oh it, it's it's all just just an act. Stop! Stop! He's already dead. Stop. Uh. Yeah, ninety-five. PGC. I still love that song from Nisi. Almost sprained myself.
Right down there in the ankle, every time I hear it. You might say it almost made my foot loose. Time for personal minutia. Allie gives a bird a stare. Beans great hair. Great hair. Hair. OMG, that's amazing, Christopher. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I listen when I'm in L.A. I listen to you guys. You son of a bitch, you bastard! 